Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Line Media presents the Olivia Fox Podcast. Welcome to the Olivia Fox Podcast. Once again, we are up in here. You guys, thank you so much for supporting this uh, little, little thing I'm trying to do each and every week. Y'all tune in every Thursday for our new episodes. And I really got to just let you know, I appreciate that. But I also need you to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, tell me what you think. Like it, you know forward it just tell everybody about it and if you're looking for me on social media because i did get a little text saying where are you where are you? olivia fox radio on instagram and the olivia fox show and olivia fox on facebook the other ones i don't do so you know just google me you'll find me anyway tonight we decided to do something a little different uh i hope everyone enjoyed their holidays i have decided after being home with my kinfolk I was counting how many of my family members are entrepreneurs, folks who work for themselves, some who started in a part-time capacity until they could build up where they are now, and some are still doing it on the side. But the important thing is they are all about business ownership. And so I thought, you know what, Olivia, you always try to uplift your people. Why don't you do something once a month? And so... Here we are. I'm going to do a little something, something called Small Business Spotlight. But you just can't be thinking you're going to get put on just because you own a business and blow your joint up. You got to be telling me something compelling, something that's going to be interesting and something that's going to motivate someone else to step out on faith and on their own, own their very own. And so without further ado, we're going to take it all the way back to 1991 when a sister was... Uh, I was much younger. I, I think maybe I was seven. Um, I had a little showdown in Charleston, South Carolina, and the world being as small as it is, a friend of a friend introduced me to our guest today, and I'm very excited for him to be here. Uh, please welcome Albert Rimbert, also known as Al Rim. He's an author, engineer, retired Navy, and he is an entrepreneur. Thank you, Al, for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing great. That was a great intro. I appreciate it. Well, you know, that's what I do. Well, we're not going to go there, Al. Don't come because I'll have to put you out there on blast as well now. Don't do it. Me, right? <laughs> we each me. know each other's little dirt and, you know, back information. But anyway, <laughs> we're moving forward because, you know, I turned my life over to the Lord. Um, Albert, <laughs> tell people a little good. bit about you <laughs> and your background before we get into what it is that you own and the things you've been able to do to become an entrepreneur. Well, started out in the Navy uh, and uh, was in the nuclear engineering program, uh, submarines, and then I graduated from that in five years and I went back to school and got my engineering degree. Uh, and I went into corporate America. And I always had that itch, though, uh, it's entrepreneurial itch. 
um, it was it was funny because my pops told me a story about how when they were growing up in the South, that uh, white folks wouldn't allow them to uh, frequent their establishments. And so black people had to have their own businesses. And uh, he said there was a black uh, cleaners, a black laundromat, black butcher, a black, you know, everything you could name because black folks were self-sufficient. They had their own things and they made their own way. Uh, and so he thought that the fall of the black community was when they started to integrate and allow us to frequent their establishments and the next generations began to believe the, uh, the that adage of if it ain't white, it ain't right, or white, white, white water is colder, whatever those phrases are. And, and, and so we lost a lot of our, uh, our, our, our skills and our abilities as entrepreneurs. Um, and so that, that, that kind of, I think, lit the fire for me is just because when I thought about when I graduated from college, maybe I'll go work for a black engineering firm or a black food company or a black pharma company, but there were none to be had. And that's, that's pretty sad when you think about it. I couldn't find a real black company that I could go work for. And I think that's what did it for me. I was like, as soon as I get myself in a position, I'm going to go out here and do my thing. So. You've hit upon so many uh, important um, topics there. And I have run into black folks, many in my own family, who truly believe segregation or desegregation was really one of the downfalls of, of our people. But that's a whole nother subject. Really so is. my question is, because I remember when you would go down underwater for months on end <laughs> and you know because you're on a nuclear sub i mean the pressure for that i mean how how in your mindset was that just something that was a part of the job did you seek that out how did you come about being on I, it was funny sub? because uh i i did do one year of college before i went to the navy and uh when i was a senior in high school a recruiter came to the call came to the to the high school and uh, we know we were had to walk around and introduce ourselves to all these different. Uh, I guess they were businesses, but there was also a military recruiter there. And of course, I'm not paying attention. I don't care. I'm never going into your navy, and so I wasn't really listening. But something he said kind of sparked my attention because he said something about this nuclear program. They only take the best mm -hmm. of the best. And then he just told me about it. it's even more restrictive than the uh, Top Gun. And I was like, come on. That little seed that he planted reminded me of something when I was about to, I wasn't failing out of college, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I was on scholarship uh, at the University of Houston. And um, there, there were some fast individuals. This was right after Carl uh, Lewis had did his thing in the, in the Olympics. And so... Um, uh, I said, I always wanted to go and run um, the University of Houston. I wasn't cutting it on the on the track team. I was partying, kicking it, you name it. And so um, the scholarship, I was on engineering scholarship. So that's a different level of GPA. And so I was about right. to dip below that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead because I wasn't, I didn't want to burden my family. I was, I was completely on my own uh, making, you know, making ends meet. And so I told my mom I was going to the to the um, Navy, and so she cried. But anyway, I kind of sought <laughs> it out, and uh, I, I I went after it, and I I was uh, um, I was, you know, I, I wanted the challenge. And so it was funny on first day of uh, nuclear school, 
He said, look to your left and look to your right because uh, those people are going to be here when you graduate. I was like, <laughs> and he was so right. Every, every time we took an exam, we lost another 20 or 30. Uh, but that, mm, Had that, to weed them out. Yeah, man. So that level of, 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 of sort of instruction, of, of discipline, of, 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 you know, that was an intense program, but it gave you the confidence to go out there on a submarine and question everything and learn about everything because we basically uh, go down with the ship and nobody wants that. So that, that was a great experience. You know, I have found it seems that some of the most successful entrepreneurs um, were very driven and very focused even before they decided. So they really just take those skills and kind of just pivot on to something that they own for themselves. Now, you said you've worked for some Fortune 500 companies, Kraft Foods, um, Nestle. What was it about working with those companies that you believe helped you to step out and, and do your own thing? What's, what's interesting is that I, I always told uh, your, you and our friend, uh, Mark, that um, what my entrepreneurial uh, skill set, I think, was a cut above other entrepreneurs, or, or maybe just go ahead and say it, other black businesses, is that I learned from how they do it, right? I wanted to take how the best of the best did it and then employ it in my own businesses, uh, in a black business. And so you would be, you would not be able to distinguish between what the products I make and the products that they make. Um, the, the uh, you know, the advertising or the, 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 the print or packaging. I want it to be indistinguishable from a Fortune 500 company. So I think that's one of the, the true lessons that I learned. And, you know, th that is a, a good point that we've already gotten into is that if you really want to do something for yourself, whether it be owning a business or, you know, whatever it is that you decide to do, you have to really be around people that are doing what you want to do that can kind of set a standard for you yeah. to follow, or as you said, a certain quality that you wanted to follow. So let's get into um, your company, Delicious Beverage. Delicious. Now I have tasted Delicious Beverage. You've got the Zy. Am I saying it right? Zymergent Corporation. Yes, that's right. I said it right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Zymergent. So, <laughs> what made you decide to go? Because it's so such a competitive market. I mean, for, for a lot of people, they probably be like, nah, it's too much stuff out there. There's no sense of me creating this, this new beverage because, you know, you've got all these others that have been in the business for generations. So what was it that made you decide to go with this type of industry, drinks, I that, I beverages? That, you know, um, I thought Pepsi and Coca-Cola were kind of arrogant, right? I think that it, it's, it's sad that you go into a restaurant and that's the only choice you have. And I felt like surely there's got to be another option um, because they can't continue to dictate the playing field, can't continue to dictate our, our habits and all of those things. If another player could enter the arena with a on par or superior product or at least something different, right? I felt like some people would start, start to gravitate towards that. And I thought that I would have a slight advantage because it was a black owned business and maybe black folks would start to uh, 
utilize the products and, and start making some waves. At the end of the day, you also try to have a five-year sort of plan where if Coca-Cola wants to buy you up because you're starting to cut into their business, that's fine with me too because I got bigger dreams as well. But um, at the end of the day, it's, it's brutal. And uh, you'll, you'll go to a, a restaurant or whatever and tell them about your company, tell them about your business, have them taste your product. And then they'll tell you, well, I'm still under contract with Coca-Cola or Pepsi, and they won't allow me to do this and do that. But a few companies found ways to include our product on top of their product. And we even had a few companies that ditched Coca-Cola and Pepsi for us. So it's been, it's been fun. Um, we started out doing um, concessions and concerts and venues, and people just loved the product. So then we created a, a retail product as well as a food service product that we distribute to restaurants and bars, et cetera. Where can people find the beverage? Is it something where you have to be in one of those venues in order to get it? Or is it available places where they can purchase it? Or how, how does well, they, that work? They can order people... it from deliciousbeverage.com. Uh, but but um, in Atlanta, we are, we're in very numerous restaurants, et cetera. Also in the DMV, we're in several restaurants. Uh, as well. But um, deliciousbeverage.com, go there. You can see our array of teas, lemonades, and we have all natural syrup that you can flavor your drinks with. And so that's that's the niche that we have. Um, we think we have the best tasting lemonade on earth. So we took that instant product. You know, it's way better than country time. You know how you put country time in? You got to hook right. it up, add your own sugar, all that. All you got to do is scoop our product into a cup, stir it up, and it works. And so we took that formula and we added uh, uh, instant crystallized THC derived from hemp. So it's completely legal. And we created what is called Sunshine Lemonade. And uh, that's mm -hmm. under our other company called Zymergent. And, um, and so the website for that is sunshineforlife.shop. And so um, what's great about that product, it's, a, it's in an instant package. So it's portable. You can take it on a plane. I have samples in my bag all the time. I get inspected. And so I know it passes the test. <laughs> and, so, uh, and I have tasted that, not, not the newest one, but I have tasted your, your other drinks. Um, here's an idea, a question that I wanted to ask you uh, from an entrepreneur perspective. You have an idea of what you want to do. What are the steps? Are there standard steps for regardless of what your product or service is when you're going out and thinking, I want to start a business and you decide whether it's food or drink or a service that you provide. Is there a standard set uh, procedure to follow when you're first starting out and thinking about starting a business? Um, I mean, I don't think there's a standard set of steps. I think you just have to be brave and you have to um, have a passion about what it is that you want to do because it's hard, hard work and you can't give up. And so you want to research and find your niche. Um, and the first iteration may not be the right one. Um, it could take multiple iterations, uh, but you have to continue to strive for it. Get your LLC try to begin to uh, purchase things and buy things on the corporation or on the um, limited liability corporation and try to separate your personal finances from your business finances. Uh, because at the end of the day, if something goes wrong, someone tries to sue you, it's best that you can separate those two things. 
Um, and, and so I, I think I've tried and failed many times. Um, if there was one lesson that I had was um, your, your day job is not such a bad thing, right? You can go there, learn from the people you work for, uh, use some of that money to help fund your dream, and um, then pick the time where you just you know, take that leap of faith, as they say. I took the leap of faith numerous times, and I wound right back <laughs> in corporate America. Uh, and sometimes it's tough, man. You got a family, and you, you've got a, a way of living. And, uh, you know, I've I got big baller jobs, big six-figure jobs, and it's tough to go from that to uh, that day-to-day struggle, paycheck, to, not even paycheck to paycheck. When you're an entrepreneur, you're not necessarily getting a check. Uh, you're, you're working that thing. And so it's, 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 a, it's a balance. And I, I would just say if people just, uh, if you got a passion for it, you can do it. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I've heard different people say uh, about turning a profit with a new business. Um, How long did it take for you and your companies to turn a profit? And what do you think people can expect um, when they become an entrepreneur and start making money where they are actually clearing, where they have put, they've made more than what they've put into it. Is there well, a- it can take years. It can take years, but that's a great point because you got to know your numbers. Right. And so, especially when you're talking about uh, being in a product manufacturing is what I do. Right. You know, understand your raw materials, the, the ingredients in your product, your, your shipping, your handling, where you're sourcing all those ingredients, who's manufacturing, all of those costs associated with it. So you might think you're making money, and in fact, you're not, right? Um, because you're, you're, there's a lot of overhead and there's a lot of things. And so understanding your overhead, understanding your numbers, get that spreadsheet together and try to annotate everything that's going on in the business and really um, start weeding out the things that aren't necessary, the things that you can live without, and eventually you'll get to a place where there's a balance and then one day you'll start to make money. Hmm. And so what keeps people from giving up? What kept you? I mean, I know you said you, you had an, a, a, a dream or idea of what you wanted to do. So you just kept at it. What is it that people can do to motivate themselves? Because I know folks right now that have businesses that they're pursuing on the side and things you know, different, they're dealing with all types of different challenges. And, you know, you hear people saying, you know, man, I'm about to, I'm over this, or, you know, things ain't getting right. I've tried, I've been praying on it. Words of encouragement to keep people going. Yeah, I think that uh, come to Atlanta. <laughs> spend, <laughs> spend some time down in the dirty south of Atlanta and see how we getting down down here. It's, it's really motivating to be in a place where uh, I like to tell people my first experience of buying a car where get on the lot. And of course there's a black sales guy, you know, he's showing us around, took us for the test drive. Boom. That's cool. Then you go inside 
and you meet the uh, the fleet manager, which I never met a black fleet manager. He introduces himself, says, hey, I'm going to leave you in good hands, blah, blah, blah. I'm glad you uh, want to do business with our company. We're the number one organization in the whatever, right? I'm saying, that's cool. So then he's like, uh, uh, okay, we're going to run some numbers, blah, blah, blah. Then I'll bring you in to meet the finance guy, right? And so now I know this is where they hide the white folks. <laughs> So we get into the office, and I thought I was talking to the finance guy's secretary, but no, a black female finance person. So from sales to fleet manager to finance person, it was an all-black experience, and I rolled out with the BMW, and that's all I can say. You know, it's um, it's really a different place here, and it's very motivating. It's very Wakanda-ish, if you will, and it's not. Uh, there's not a front of black people working, those black people are actually working and are the owners. And so it's, it's uh, I think being in an environment that's supportive helps. Um, and being around people, this podcast, right? Being around people, hearing their stories, um, it, it, help, it helps a lot to keep you motivated. And that point that you shared right there, there may be people right now listening and maybe in Des Moines, Iowa, or you know wherever, and they have never experienced that as a black right. person to to be somewhere. I remember when when I left Charleston and came to the Washington D.C. area, it blew my mind because I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh man, it's black folks everywhere, and they doing this, <laughs> and they educated." And I was like, "Okay, wait a minute." So you know, I I, I get that, but I hear it, it's a little bit different in Atlanta, even though it's a little bit slower, but it seems like from people that I've talked to that it's an entrepreneurial, very um, positive, um, insightful and motivating area to be in if you're in mm -hmm. that mindset, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm glad that you shared that because there may people, maybe some people that just don't or never have seen that or been in that type of environment. And there may even be some folks right now that don't even know that that exists. You know what I mean? They're sure. so far removed and uh, so segregated in 2023, believe it or not, that they didn't even know that kind of thing is going on. So I'm glad you share that so folks can understand that we be running stuff. I got, I got one stuff. more story. I got one more yes. story about that. I, I was blessed in order to be introduced to uh, 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 what are they called? A uh, uh, incubator, right? Uh, one of these incubators that fund businesses, and um, and and so I get into this, I get into this. It was almost like Shark Tank, right? So we go on, we bring our products, we do our pitch or whatever. Uh, but it was a friendly environment because we were introduced by a friendly source, and so it wasn't one of those things where you got one minute to impress me or you're out, right? right. So I, I get through my one or two minutes and actually 20 minutes, right? And then he cuts <laughs> me off and says, uh, you know what? I'd have thrown you out after two minutes, right? He, was, he said that, uh, first of all, you're still working, right? He was like, entrepreneurs, you got to get out there and you got to beat that drum every day. You got to, it's it's a full time 150% of your time and focused and it's all about this right so then we showed them this portfolio of products right we got like eight um, all natural syrups we got the tea we got the lemonade and then we brought out the 
the packet of the THC lemonade. And he was like, wait, well, you, you guys are all over the place. Focus. Then he holds up the THC. He's like, this might be the winner. But I wouldn't <laughs> know and you wouldn't know because you're all over the place. Over the place. Um, so th- my point is, and how it comes back to Atlanta, he said, uh, because he tasted the product and he said it was delicious, right? He was like, he holds up one of the bottles of syrup, the Caribbean syrup, which is our uh, number one. He was like, of course, for Mark, it's cucumber, but the Caribbean syrup <laughs> is our number one. And he holds up the sweet tea and he says, if I were you, I would be in Atlanta, down the doors of every black restaurant. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to beat on stuff. Every black restaurant <laughs> in Atlanta and say, why are you not carrying our product? It was funny because I left that meeting. These white folks, the whole room full of them, gave me giving me advice about uh, promoting my product with black people, and I and I couldn't definitively say that I'd done that. And so that that for me was an eye opener. He knows about Wakanda, and he was like, "You're in a, a incredible location, incredible opportunity." He said, "Call me back in six months. I want to see where you are." And so that was an interesting conversation. I'm glad you hit upon the financing. Because a lot of times people don't have that startup money. And yeah. we hear often, more often than not, how other um, race of people, ethnicities can come in and get the loan from the bank. For, for whatever reason, we, that's still a hurdle for us. So how, how would a small business get financed? How would you get the startup funds? Or, or what are the different you know, ways to go about trying to get someone that wants to invest in in your company? I mean, I guess the first thing is really you got to be able to invest in yourself and you've got to be able to create a scenario of uh, demonstrated uh, proof of concept, right? You, you've got to set it up where you can demonstrate that this works. You've got some sales. It's an excellent opportunity. It's an excellent business um, opportunity or product or whatever. Uh, somehow you got to create a prototype. You got to do something. It can't just be an idea. No one's funding that. You've got to demonstrate the concept. So that's that's really your first goal is to figure out how you can create a prototype, how you can create a formulation. If you're making your own, I don't know, hair care product, you gotta you gotta make one. You gotta put it in a bottle, put a label on it, and sell some. Hit the streets and show that it works. You have some um, some. Uh, people giving, uh, what is it called? Your testimonials. So you got to have your portfolio, testimonials, proof of product, a concept, a prototype, and that's how you can go into a, a conversation with someone, uh, maybe an angel investor, uh, and you got to keep working and you got to keep networking and finding the people and someone's going to introduce you to somebody that's going to introduce you to somebody and you'll get that money. A lot of pharmaceutical companies will go directly into doctors' offices with people that are selling their latest drug. Um, do you use or do you have distributors that go to different markets? Um, you talk about Atlanta. Do you have? And I know our friend Mark Clark. He's up here on the Washington D.C. side pushing it. Do you have other people in different places that are pushing your product? Yeah. So I've got some folks in California, Los Angeles, Long Beach area. Um, in Phoenix and, um, of course, Atlanta, uh, also in uh, New Orleans and Shreveport. Uh, but, I mean, I'm just, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's really uh, a grind. Those are all people that are 
lovers of the product and they continue to um, sell and the business that they create and the companies that they get to um, sell it to, they get to make those profits for themselves. And so uh, I really wanted to create a business that'll help other entrepreneurs make money, similar to how uh, Pepsi and Coke created those distributors and those bottling companies that all became millionaires. Uh, that was one of my goals as well. It's not over. See, see, <laughs> and see, that's what I'm talking about, you know, because when you sometimes when you put out the call that you're looking for yeah. entrepreneurs with a story, I need a story. I need, you know, the idea or the concept or the finish line. What is your motivation for doing this? Because it can't just be about money. There's got to be right. something else because you can make as much money in the money and you buy the stuff. But what is the motivation for your movement to create this. And I think a lot of times people, it always comes back to reaching back and helping someone else or the people that are involved with your company, they're coming up with you as you, as you come up as well. Again, how can people get in contact with you about delicious beverage, or if they want to reach out to you to just talk business, like, you know what, I want to get some of your, your drinks in my restaurant. How, what would they do to go about doing that? Yeah, you can hit me up, um, alrim at deliciousbeverage.com. Hit me with an email, and we can um, begin the conversation. Go to the to the website. Go to Sunshine for Life. If you hit me up, I'll send you a, a coupon code so you can get some of the products uh, at, a, at a tremendous discount. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I think that uh, everyone knows somebody with a restaurant or knows somebody with uh, uh, an opportunity, and they're probably – got Pepsi and Coke products in there. I, I, I always hate to see a soul food restaurant or a chicken wing spot or whatever with the Coke products, right? It's like you got the peach whatever, and then you ain't got no peach tea in there. It's not my tea. So, uh, you know, I, <laughs> but it's a, it, it's, it's a tremendously hard uh, thing. And, uh, uh, but it's exciting. It's exciting to just talk about it. It's exciting to just continue to, uh, Get the get the get the ground running and continue to motivate people. I think um, as I continue to age and grow and become more um, not educated but just knowledgeable, I, I want to continue to pass along this information and um, and continue to meet other people and help them take it to the next level. I love to see young entrepreneurs out there for the first time hustling. They've got so many more tools and outlets the YouTube university, if you will, uh, learning things that we didn't have access to. Uh, it's pretty exciting, but uh, it's also, it, it sort of uh, brings to light the, the laziness of the young generation too. Like they got all these tools and they just lazy. Oh, it's the parenting it's so Albert, it's the parenting. <laughs> <laughs> all these helicopter parents. If I you know? had Google, my goodness. <laughs> So, you know, uh, it, it's the information is right there. You 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 really don't have any excuse because the information is literally right there. And like you said, you can go on YouTube, TikTok, punch in anything and it'll show up. I had a situation with my sink and I'm getting off track because I got ADD. But anyway, I had a situation with my sink. And I, you know how plumbers, you know, plumbers charge a lot of money. So what did I do? I went to YouTube. I found some information and doggone it. I did it my damn self. And so that's, you know, what Air I mean. conditioning the information too. is right Look there. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Knocking you over the head. 
Don't they? Don't they? It's it's a great time to be to be alive. And uh, come on down to holler at me in Atlanta. Bring Mark with you, and uh, we can get. I gotta do that. I haven't been to Atlanta in a long. You know when the last time I was in in Atlanta when was I don't know if he did it, but remember they was accusing Ray Lewis of stabbing somebody. That was the last time I was in Atlanta at that <laughs> You was representing It's been a long time, Al. <laughs> Always got to bring something negative up. But that's when the last time I was there. Yeah, that's how you remember stuff. You know? But yeah, that, that's, that's, that's been a long time. Now you got it's been a long too. time. I got to come down. I got to come down. Well, Albert, I appreciate you so, so much. It's one thing that... Um, is important to me. And I'm so glad I have the opportunity with this, with this podcast to be able to, in some kind of way, help other people, enlighten other people, and hopefully motivate others to be and do whatever it is they want to do. And so um, I know all about your story and because you are a friend, um, I thought you could offer some good information and I was right. So... No, I, I, I got, so I got more to give, but just hit me up if you uh, want to hear more. Uh, the story is endless, so I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, you guys, I tell you, another amazing episode. Hopefully you got some information because I know there are a lot of entrepreneurs. Now, here's the deal. You heard my man, Albert. Great story, a lot of information. If you have a small business, you want to holler at your girl, I'm real easy to find, oliviafoxfix at gmail.com. I encourage you each and every Thursday to check out a brand new episode of Olivia Fox Podcast because I'm telling you, we're not only giving you entertainment, a little humor, but more important than that, we're giving you information that hopefully you can use. And so that will wrap it up. We will talk again soon. The Olivia Fox podcast is produced and hosted by Olivia Fox. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Olivia Fox podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe, comment, and rate. Follow Olivia Fox on IG at Olivia Fox Radio. Follow the Mean Old Line Media Podcast Network at Mean Old Line Media. Get the Mean Old Line Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The Olivia Fox Podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.